Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. And this is exactly what we are called to do, my family, as the Lord reminds us that he is indeed my shepherd. He is indeed your shepherd this afternoon. May the Lord challenge us and stretch us, uh, my family, into those places that we can only ascend to when he is indeed our shepherd and when we respond to his shepherding. Doko Zombambo playing in your background, bringing us to 25 minutes after 12 that is exactly time for us to cross over to conversation. Now, my family with Advocate Puleng, who joins us for legal education right here on Heart to Heart every Wednesday. Uh, it is Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, in case you have just joined us. And uh, we are available on your social networks. It is Radio Pulpit on Facebook, Radio Council, at 657 AM on Twitter. That is where you can interact with us. Now, the topic of our legal education segment this afternoon looks at domestic violence and how we can uh, be helped to open up a um, a uh, protection order according to the legal system. I'm reading this afternoon a publication from Afrobarometer. Just looking at some of the statistics of domestic violence, a report that was published on the 23rd of November in 2023. South Africa is no stranger to gruesome cases of gender-based violence. In, 2020, in 2013, 17-year-old Anin Boyzen was brutally attacked, raped and disemboweled in Briedastorp. Okay, and it gives a couple of cases. Um, and so releasing second quarter crime statistics for 2023-2024, Police Minister Bekikzele reported that South Africa recorded 10,516 rapes, 1,514 cases of attempted murder, 14,401 assault against female victims in July, August and September. That is over only a three-month period. Advocate, good afternoon, ma'am, and thank you again for giving us your time this afternoon. Hello, Advocate Belang. Okay, let's take a quick break, my family. Uh, we are going to, um, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to Advocate Buleng. Uh In the meantime, uh, if you've got any questions, you know, in terms of how to legally attempt opening up um, a case of gender-based violence, a case of domestic um, abuse, won't you please um, give us a, uh, or send us a WhatsApp message or send us a message on 0826572727. And that is where we'll take your voice notes this afternoon. That is where we will also um, uh, take your messages. Uh, If you've got any questions in this area, the topic is looking at domestic violence as well as uh, crimes related, uh, domestic related crimes rather, as well as how to uh, open up a protection order um, within the legal justice system. Advocate, good afternoon, ma'am. Ah, it doesn't look like this is happening, my family. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's cross over for a quick traffic break this afternoon and let's see if we can then get um, Advocate Buleng on a better line this afternoon. Uh, that's exactly what we'll do. Let's cross over and have a look at the latest on the roads. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day. 
inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, a companion for those who need encouragement. Listen to us on our app or visit radiopulpit.co.za. We absolutely are coming back to this one, my family. Let me tell you, Dudu Makoba, really been looking forward to great sounds uh, from Dudu. Absolutely love, love, love her. Uya Lalela, that is the track title. We've got Advocate on the line. And we now have limited time, so I absolutely want to uh, cross over to this conversation. Advocate, good afternoon, and thank you so much, ma'am, for your time. Good afternoon, Ayanda, and good afternoon to your listeners. Thank you for hosting me again today. No, we appreciate your time, Advocate. It's your time we appreciate. And so today we are turning the page and we're kickstarting a brand new topic. Uh, we're looking at domestic violence and we're also looking at uh, the legal processes of how to open up um, a, a protection order, for example, uh, according to the uh, legal system here in South Africa. Advocate, let me, before we get into the specifics of domestic violence, you know, and, and, and uh, the uh, protection order and the whole ecosystem, let's just begin with principle. Um, so I go back again, you know, and, 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 and I'm looking at the ethic, I'm looking at the, 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 the scriptural relevance and um, correctness, that's the right word, you know, is, first of all, is domestic violence, I don't know how to ask this question, you know, because of course it's not permitted, but... Are there any instances in the law that that would define domestic violence outside of the normal, you know, he hit me, he pushed me, etc., etc.? Because then that brings me to the next question, which then says, is a protection order the only option available to us? That's a very good question, um, Ayanda. Is there a definition? In fact, there are five definitions to domestic violence. Mm. And in order for you to obtain that protection order that you're referring to, it must be something that falls within those five, either of those five definitions. But mm. also on top of that, it must be a violence that happened in a domestic relationship, which we will also define. So in other words, we'll talk about domestic violence, what it is. And then once we have established how the Domestic Violence Act defines it, we will now move to say, it was there a domestic relationship? Hmm. And if we have those two, then we can move on and obtain a protection order following sure. the processes that I will later um, outline. That is amazing, Advocate. That's absolutely amazing. Now, l- let me then um, understand in, in, in terms of the, okay, maybe not the Christian, but 
if if there are definitions and there's a way of determining a domestic relationship and there's a way of determining um what uh you know the extent of the relationship and the type of relationship etc etc is there any other way in which the law could 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 deny an existing relationship right an existing domestic relationship um in one's attempt to report um, a, a domestic-related violence. Yes, you'll see when when I when I explain those domestic relationships, the definition of domestic a domestic relationship, which is basically six categories. Mm-hmm. If it falls within the six categories, then you should be afforded that um, protection order by the state. Yeah, but also, you know, being Christians, we shouldn't shy away from using the law, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the law at our disposal Mm -hmm. to protect us. You get what I mean? Because this domestic violence of a thing, if I may to preface, you know, um, it's something that happens in the home. Like that is why there's a term domestic. It must be something that happens within a home and it is violence. And there's a way in which the act or the law defines which violence mm. are we talking about. Yes. And you must remember that if we were to use scripture, maybe to go to scripture, isn't it that the law, the, the word says we should obey authority? Mm. So the authority that we have to obey can't exist without the law. So if there is a law there which has been legislated by those that are in authority, if I'm not wrong, those that the, the, the word says they are chosen by God because it's, you know, the Bible says God is the one who installs kings and and removes them. So if there is a king, there must be power and authority and how does that king or how does that president or how that how does that governing party exert its power its influence its authority is through the law so the law must be obeyed and even us as christians we should be good citizens because as a christian you are expected to obey the law and that makes you a good citizen sure no, that is exactly where I needed, you know, the background that I actually wanted to establish for our conversation advocate. Thank you so much for that background. That's very important for us. Let's get into the, 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 the whole then concept of, of domestic violence and, and its definition. Yes. And may I also mention that, you know, it's pain, it's serious pains that um, happens and across across board it does it knows no boundary domestic violence knows no boundary it doesn't know a race a class a state even a nationality and unfortunately even in christian homes and in reverence homes this thing happens and you know people put a facade people put masks they don't want to talk about this that this is happening and unfortunately when it happens it affects victims and in some instances those victims our children, unfortunately, the vulnerable. I always, I always talk to about the vulnerable. So they need to be protected by the law. That is why the law is there. So the first definition of, as I said earlier on, it's five definition. It's physical. If somebody assaults you, mm-hmm. like for example, it can be kicking, slapping, even a threat to assault, it falls under the physical definition, hitting, punching. But what I need 
us to bear in mind is the fact that it's domestic violence. Um, the distinction here is that you will obtain a protection order, whereas usually when you are assaulted you know, by somebody on the street, somebody that you don't have a domestic relationship with, you'll obviously open a case of assault. But now this one falls under this category because it's happening in the home with a person that you have a domestic relationship with. And that will be the first definition. The second definition, it's when it is emotional, verbal, Mm -hmm. or even psychological, you know, like where it affects your self-esteem. You know, have you ever been told that you are so ugly until you end up believing it? Wow. <laughs> you know, have you ever been told you are so useless until you, you end up even believing it because sure. you were told so many times? That's emotional abuse. That's psychological abuse. Hmm. You know, somebody using hateful words, somebody disrespect you, somebody embarrassing you, whether it's in front of your children, in front of whoever, uh, in, even in public sometimes, mm. that does emotional abuse. And yeah, it falls under the definition of domestic violence because the key word is you have a domestic relationship with this person. Mm. Um, the third definition, it's economic abuse. That's the third one. Mm. It's sometimes, you know, you work for a family, you are a wife, maybe you are not being paid, you are not being remunerated. It that's domestic violence and it's economic abuse. Sometimes, you know, somebody squanders the finances of the family. Mm. You're both working, but when it's time for you to put whatever you got on the table, this one doesn't bring anything because he's squandering with girlfriends or buying excessive um expensive things that you cannot afford that mm. is economic abuse somebody not maintaining children that that's economic abuse you will be not paid whereas you are working for the business it's an example of economic abuse misusing mm. the funds as i have mentioned mm. and the fourth definition of domestic violence would be sexual abuse mm. rape is I said rape even between husband and wife. There can be rape between husband and wife because you must remember the definition of rape is sexual intercourse Mm. without consent. So if there is no consent, it is rape and it falls within that category of sexual abuse. Mm. You know, this one I won't labor the point talking about positions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, those demands, others they don't want two, they want three in bed, you know, maybe you're not you're not interested. It's something that you don't that is sexual abuse. And the, the fifth one, which is the most serious one, not that others are not serious, is what we call femicide. The killing of a female partner by a male partner. This happens a lot in South Africa. You know, sometimes because somebody was jealous or for whatever reason, some it can be by men or women. Some they kill each other uh, 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 for, what do they call it, insurance money. We have cases like that that I would not specify because they are such a decay. Yes, that is domestic violence. So those are the definitions And, you know, in most instances, when we talk about the issue of domestic violence, we mainly refer to men as the perpetrator. Mm. And, you know, because this is what we see mainly, men are perpetrators and women are victims. However, it doesn't mean that 
women cannot be perpetrators, especially with the issue of, if I were to give an example, emotional abuse, you're married to somebody who doesn't want your family. I mean, that's emotional abuse. You can't even talk to your sisters. Doesn't, you know, I know of another case where somebody said, you know, when his mother visited, I cook simple mm, mm, mm. and I didn't cook anything to accompany it. You know, because usually they eat it with chew or with walls, right. but this time because the mother-in-law is around, mm. you know, mm, mm. He, she decided I'm not going to cook. I mean, obviously that is going to affect your, your partner emotionally because, yes. yeah, because yes, he's, he, he, she, he's looking at you, how you're treating the mother, how you're treating the sister. You know, some women, when you marry them, you will never ever have a relationship with your brother. You must know that you've lost your brother, you've lost your son. So it's things like that because obviously that guy is going to stay there to try and please you. But how do you think you're going to keep a man that cannot have a relationship with his own siblings, with his own mother? Because there's, there's no need for a, co- a competition. It's different love for different people that you have in your life. And there's no need for a competition. We can all coexist. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is my sure the definition those are the definitions yeah. and the related examples yeah. of domestic violence yes now how then do we prove the issue of relationship the existence of a relationship um a domestic relationship rather advocate because if i heard you correctly that you know that's the definition and then obviously there must be relationship before we can cross over to the issue of a protection order Yes. Um, now that will take us to our second main point, which is what is domestic relationship or relationships? How do we define them? Mm-hmm. Because we have just said for us to say it's domestic violence, there must be either of those five definitions with the examples that I've just given. Mm-hmm. But because it's domestic, uh, it must be with done to you by a person who has a domestic relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what is this this concept or what are the categories? If uh, you allow me to proceed, please I can start with the first one. Yes, please go ahead, advocate. Yeah. Yes. The first one would be if you live with this person or you lived it can either be in the past or in the in the present. Mm-hmm. You lived with them, or you live you living with them. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily married. Mm-hmm. You know what they call a fatensit <laughs> arrangement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's that kind of arrangement that you you have with the space. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, the law says that you have a domestic relationship with a space. Mm-hmm. So if you can do any of those. Um, five that we refer to above, Mm -hmm. then you can approach the court for a domestic, uh, for a protection order. The second one is you have a domestic relationship with a person because you are either married or you were married to them. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a marriage existing or maybe you are even divorced. That mm. qualifies for a domestic relationship in this context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. The third one is, sorry, yes. No, no, no. Go ahead, advocate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The third one, it's when you share a child together. You know, maybe you had this child out of wedlock. Ah. So you're not necessarily married. You you have a parental responsibility. Because somehow, even if you're not married to this person, there will be an exchange mm. in the relationship because you have a parental, you share parental responsibility. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. The fourth domestic relationship, it will be family members, your dad, your mom, your siblings, people that you are related to by blood, people that you are related to by marriage, your in-laws. Yes, they fall within this category and by adoption. So under family member, it's your relations by blood, Mm -hmm. it's your relations by marriage, it's your relations by adoption. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. And um, the fifth category, it's where you were or you are engaged or you are dating this person. Mm -hmm. There's a domestic relationship there. Even a perceived domestic, I mean a perceived romantic relationship, like you're really not going with this person, but there is a perception. It's been perceived that, oh, I thought they were going out. If there is that perceived romantic relationship, yes, it will fall within the category of of domestic relationship. And the last one is if you share the same residence, even if you're not related by marriage or by blood, but you share the same residence, maybe you happen to be staying uh, staying in the same house, or maybe, you know, like the back room, mm. but it's the same residence. Yes. And that will fall within um, that category. Okay. So, here are my, uh, my, my trick questions, advocate. That's really helpful, right? So, what happens yes. when, in the definition of, uh, of domestic uh, relationship, when one mm-hmm. is present... Um, but in a different setting. So, for example, um, there's violence that happens, but a friend inflicts this violence in the same house. But it's, it's, I guess friends are not part of the definition of domestic. Ne? So, a friend inflicts violence within a domicile, but, you know, they are just a friend. Are you sharing residence with them? Well, at that particular moment, he was. We were in the same residence. Yeah, if you were, then you will. The friend will fall within the definition. Okay. Because you must remember, the sixth category is that you share residence. You are not necessarily related, ah. but you share same residence within yes. a particular moment. It's not that you live together. Yes. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's really yeah. helpful. And yeah. then, uh, advocate, where do children fit in within this uh, definition? Ah. Uh, I, I've not, sorry, I've not, unless I missed it, I've not picked up where children feature within that definition. Are they accommodated at all? They are accommodated because remember they are family members and there is a relationship by blood. Oh, it's a relationship by yeah. blood. Remember family members is relationship by blood. There's also relationship by marriage. There's also adoption. And, uh, you know, in most instances where an order is given to a mother, where they are minor children. Mm. This protection order also covers them. 
it also covers them. So the order that is given to the mother is the order for the children. So children can't can't open an order on their own outside of the mother? If they are majors, they can. If they are minors, they go with the mother. Because you must remember, you must have a legal standing to be able to majors don't. Advocate, how does the law detect? Minus. Yes, yes. Pardon? No. So how does the law detect fraudulent claims of domestic violence? Like in a case where they say, oh, somebody lied. Because there are cases like that where people just think it. Yes. People uh-huh. t- people take uh-huh. shoe polish and they put it on their eye. I mean, they t- they get they pay doctors and then they 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 um they groom children to tell lies. How how does the law detect when hey there's something not happening here? Because this definition mm-hmm. is so tight for me. Yes, you must remember that you know now we entering venturing into the protection order mm. because at the stage where you go to apply for a protection order. Um, in most instances, especially where there is harm, impending harm, mm-hmm. when you get there, they will issue an interim. The first day when you get there, they're going to give you an interim protection order. Interim means that it's, there must be a follow-up date. Whereby, because if they issue that interim protection order, mm-hmm. this person will be served. The perpetrator will be served with a with a, with a, an interim protection order that the, the court orders you to desist from this behavior that we are informed that you are involved in. So better desist. And then on top of that, there will be a return date hmm. whereby the court summons you to appear before it. So it is at that stage where now the party, the complainant, will narrate to the court in full because must remember before it was done by way of affidavit. When he will, she or let me say she, because we have decided them in the main it's a, it's a woman, mm. where she will say to the court, you know, this is what happened, and she narrates, she narrates, and then this one on the return date, the perpetrator will be expected to respond. These are the allegations against you what do you say so it was it will be during this responding that um the court will be able to detect and maybe i also need to mention that in in the protection order proceedings what happens is um it's not like your usual court process it's same sweet they say it's sweet generous in the sense that it's a mixture of civil and criminal and a little bit lax Oh, it's, look, it's, it's sort of like a mediation yeah. process, but that's yeah. more formal. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes. Mm-hmm. So in a case in a case where it's a made up story, the court should be able to pick up and therefore the court will not proceed uh, to give the victim the now the final protection order. Thank you so, so much. Because there wasn't mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, my dear. Because there was an interim, now they come, they sit with the magistrate or whoever, and then they assess the situation, they use their skills to assess the situation, the truthfulness thereof. If the judicial officer is convinced that indeed an act 
of domestic violence was was committed. And secondly, there is a domestic relationship between these two. Mm. The, the, The judicial officer will go ahead and issue a final one. Advocate, what are the repercussions for uh, uh, falsifying uh, your information and requesting a protection order against another? You remember last week we did mention that if you had submitted an affidavit Mm. to a court, Mm. because it's a statement under oath, and the truthfulness thereof, or then it later transpires, it's not true what you said in mm. that affidavit. Then you have committed a crime of perjury. Mm. Mm. So mm. you can be charged for per- for perjury, for lying to the court, for lying under oath. Sure. So it's a crime to lie to the court. And you know, to be honest, there are unfortunately situations like that where People, when they try to spite each other, mm-hmm. you know, they spite each other by lying. It's not always the case, but there are cases like that that I'm aware of where somebody would lie and say this person did ABC, whereas mm-hmm. it's not true. Advocate, um, what are there any repercussions to withdrawing the protection order? It does not not, not the protection order, but the application. Yes, the application. The application the, post, because yes. the order once it's issued, it's issued. You cannot withdraw it. But you know what? There is something called. I used to train court officials on the subject um, <laughs> of domestic violence, yeah. and what we taught them is that there is a social context mm. part to it, whereby we say you have to be socially contextualized when you deal with people. What does this mean? It means that. You know, the psychologists that they tell us that the law cannot solve all the ills of the society. So when you deal with a person who has been abused Mm. psychologically, emotionally, um, who is a victim of domestic violence, you must also know that there is a psychological element to Mm. it Mm. that you need to be conscious of. So it was a way of conscientizing them to say, yes, you are using the law to remedy the situation, but be aware that there is the psychological impact on the life of this person. Mm. Now, there's something that they call the cycle of violence, that, you know, there are instances where this person comes and then later withdraws. It's because this person is in the cycle of violence. And what the cycle of violence means, it means that, you know, when we're still going out with this person, the red flags were there. Hmm. But, or even if you're not going out, you, if you married to this person now, all of a sudden, you know, this person was nice because nobody marries a monster. Eh? Hmm. But when you are in a honeymoon stage, everybody, everything, it's, it's, it's fine, you know, buying flowers, buying chocolates or whatever good thing that they will do to you, mm. depending on your culture and what is it that makes you happy. But at the later stage, now we are in a cycle of violence, remember? Mm. It's that stage, they will call it the honeymoon. But later, this person begins to raise his voice and mm. you're like, wow, I didn't know this. <laughs> this side of him. Sure. Now the we are the cycle is moving. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at the later stage, it's no longer just raising a voice; it's a spank. Mm-hmm. Ha. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it's a spank, it's assault. But because it happens in the home, 
it's domestic violence. Then you decide to go and, and open a case. And then after you've opened a case, now the cycle is moving. Again, it's a cycle, you must remember. After you've opened a case, and then he apologizes. Oh, no, darling. And he buys flowers again. Mm. And it's at that stage where it's like the woman is manipulated emotionally and psychologically, you know. Then she goes and opens a case. You know, people who deal with these issues, they will tell you that, you know, some women, they will come and open one case, two cases, three cases. What must we do? Now, that's where the understanding of the cycle of violence kicks in to say you have to continue to assist this person because this person psychologically is locked in a cycle. Some of them, some of them is not necessarily being locked in a cycle, but it's because they've been threatened. I really needed to get to that part, you know, uh, because we've dealt with the part where the one party is being dishonest, but what about the part mm-hmm. where the one party is now being coerced violently and threatened, etc., etc.? We need to cross over to the news, Advocate. If, 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 if we could please request to keep you for just 10 more minutes after the news, right, to just deal with a question that has come through on our WhatsApp line. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so there's two questions that have come through. Uh, the first, that they say, Sman, hi, hi, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, so here's the question. Um, advocate, it says, please emphasize that the father or the man can still open a protection order. I hear mother, 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 <laughs> men too. Okay, that's the first point. Advocate, are you are you picking that up? Yes, I am. Okay, and then the second point, um, and the assessment says, so how does the protection order apply in the context of a teacher learner? or a patient-health practitioner relationship. That is boss for me. That's why I thought I I need to keep you. I can't wait for another week. Okay, and so here's another one coming through. Uh, And you know what? Maybe let me just uh, keep these anonymous. Uh, It's a bit of a sensitive topic. So um, the family asks, I would like to know more about a protection order where you are verbally abused every day in front of children during a divorce process so we'll take mm-hmm. we'll take those answers on the other side of the news uh, advocate in the meantime if you can just stand by on the line for us my family thank you so much for coming through into this conversation advocate Buleng will be responding to those questions but right now it's a minute after one we certainly have to cross over uh, to the news at the top of the hour it's radio pulpit you're in 657 a.m. if you have just joined us hot to hot is the name of the program we're crossing over to the news get in touch with the truth the light and the life, 657 AM. Well, there is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer. Send us your prayer requests by calling 067-429-7564 or email it to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. 
Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice, and update your details. Or SMS the word devotional to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. True, authentic, Christian radio. Advocate, thank you so much for standing by uh, this hour, my family, in case you have just joined us. Conversation is with Advocate Buleng. It is at Advocate Buleng if you're joining her on any, on or rather on her social platform, which is YouTube and uh, it's legal education. We're finalizing it because these are absolutely critical. Um, and of course, on the other side of this conversation, Dr. Lucas Molloy will be standing by. Uh, Dr. Lucas Molloy joins us to have a look and overview of the budget speech and what it means for you and I as individuals, what it means for you and I as businesses. Advocate, thank you so much, Me, for uh, standing by for us. Those those three pointers then? Yes. Um, the first question by Mr. Seisman, that's a very valid and good question. The man must also open a protection order. That is true. 100%. You know, like even with, with my emotional uh, um, abuse example, I did make an, a, an example of a woman being abusive, you know, um, to a man. So yes, it's not only something that is applicable for women, for men as well who feel abused. Mm. They must be brave enough to do it because, you know, I know that our men sometimes they just, you know, if I'm to direct uh, translate from my language, they just die quietly. And that that is not applicable. So this Domestic Violence Act and the protection that it offers, it's also for men as well. Mm. So, yes, please do. And uh, the second question was about verbal uh, verbally being abused during divorce. I did mention when I was talking about um, an issue of, of a domestic relationship, when I was trying to... to, to to define domestic yes. relationship, that even if it's continuous, you know, you are still married to this person. So, yes, even during the divorce, you being abused, emotionally abused, verbally abused in front of children, you can go ahead and apply for a domestic um, domestic protection order. Mm. Now, the third question was about teacher, learner, healthcare practitioner. Remember, we said that in order for you to approach the court to apply for a protection order, there must be a domestic relationship. And based on the categories that I have explained, teacher, mm. learner, mental health care practitioner, they do not fall within those six categories of a domestic relationship. So they should just go through your you know, normal rules of reporting or whatever, but definitely not within this context. Why, uh, advocate, did the Lord not consider those close relationships in its definition of domestic? Because there are other avenues available. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what like for example, for let me give an example of say you are a healthcare practitioner, you are examining a child, maybe, and there is a suspicion Mm. that this child maybe is raped. Mm. Isn't it that they are they are duty bound to report, but not necessarily using the root of violence, domestic violence. There are other avenues available. 
No, no, no. Okay. So in the case where a patient is being abused by the healthcare practitioner. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just go and appoint a case of rape if it's rape. Mm. Mm. You don't go. You don't go apply for a domestic protection uh, a protection order. You just go straight. If if your your healthcare practitioner maybe is slapping you, hitting mm. you, mm. you just go to court and and you just go and open a case of assault. And then what happens, um, advocate? Look, I think for me, the reason why this question is so important is because I kind of spoke about social context. You know, I had a word. Mm-hmm. I had um, a tzotzital mm. word in my head when you said that, you know, but there's, a, there's, there's a need to be sort of street smart in our application mm. when we deal with uh, domestic violence. So in the case where uh-huh. a patient is being ab- uh, abused by a health a uh, 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 practitioner and you want oh. to get well my advocate i get you want to get well so then what happens yes. so 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 how does the law handle the risks that are involved in that whole scenario yes it's true that you want to get well but remember the key word here in our context is domestic mm. so it must be something that happens within the domestic Sphere. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, therefore, you will be covered in terms of this. This is something, this is violence, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's happening within the domestic sphere. And that is why you end up having a domestic relationship with this person. So, if you talk about a mental care practitioner, it doesn't happen in the domestic sphere. You don't have to play a person. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, our line, our line was a bit interrupted there, advocate. Okay. Yes. So, so okay. Um, so, so it doesn't mean that you can't report. You can still report, but you're not going to follow the route of a domestic violence. Act no, no, we get because that because you don't have a domestic. Yes. Yes, we get that, advocate. But the mm. question. Now that we are dealing yes. with with the issue of that particular relationship in terms of abuse, how does the law treat th- that application in relation to my interest? Because it's almost like there's a conflict there, right? Um, that I want to report abuse, but actually I also want to get better. You, you can still report it to the police. You go straight to the police, but it will not be handled within the domain of domestic violence mm. act. Mm. You get what I mean? Because the domestic violence act is domestic relationships. Mm. Oh. You get what I mean? But it does not mean that you will not be pro- protected. There are other avenues that you would use. Like, you know, when I was giving an example of um, physical violence, mm. Physical violence happens every day, and people go and apply for protection order. No, they don't. They go and open a case of sort. So they are still protected in terms of the Criminal Procedure Act. But for those violence, for the for the violence that happens within the domestic sphere, within the domestic, where there is a domestic relationship, it's treated in terms of the Domestic Violence Act. No, those I- people who have domestic relationships. 
Okay. No, no, no. The, 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 the line is really, really doing a number on us, uh, Advocate. Maybe let's leave it there. Candace did have a follow-up question, and I'm going to request, Candace that um, perhaps uh, let's, let's allow you to get in touch uh, with Advocate Buleng. I, I, I'd, I'd be very, you know, cautious uh, reading that one out on air. Um, so, uh, Advocate Kanene, uh, for those who would like to follow you, where do we find you? Yes, on Facebook, I'm Bule Matzelo, and then you can also check me on my YouTube channel is at Advocate Bule. Fantastic. Truly appreciate your time and your counsel, Advocate, and thank you so much. We'll check in with you next week. So you already know next week is going to be a very, very hot one because this is a... I think yes. next week I'd like us to focus um, a little bit and just, you know, explore uh, the social nuances that come into play yes. when these cases are being dealt with. So thank you so much for your time. Truly appreciate you, ma'am. It's a pleasure. Thank you and bye. 15 after 1, that's your time, my family. Dr. Lucas Molo is standing by uh, this afternoon. What a conversation. Uh, so if you've got any further questions on this topic, please do drop us that voice note, uh, that message, 0826572729. We surely will pass it over to Advocate Buleng. Otherwise, please do get in touch with her. It's Advocate Buleng on Facebook, at Advocate Buleng on YouTube. Let's cross over now uh, to have a look at uh, the Money Matters of South Africa, Dr. Lucas Molloy joining us in this conversation.